We're here today with Mr. Cole Taylor. What's up? Cole, thanks for stopping by, man. Man, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Like yeah. I was telling you, I've seen this a lot, all my <laughs> friends, so I had to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. we got a, uh, you're the third part of the four-wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm the back right tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our other podcasts, we talk about that as well, but these guys, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, man, so it's me. Uh, John Langson, Travis Denning, and Jordan Rager, and a, a guy named Bradley Jordan in in Georgia, he came to us one day and was like, hey, why don't we, like, all four of y'all are from different parts of Georgia, so why don't we just do this thing, and we didn't know what it was going to be called, and Bradley just off the top of his head was like, we'll call it four-wheel drive, and all four of y'all will play at one time on stage, like a writer's round, but it doesn't have to be, like, a writer's round, like you can just party and play songs you want, and and we started the first run we did. We went to the Gin and Tipton, Georgia. Yeah, we went to Blue Water, and we went to uh, Dillinger's and America's Georgia, and then we ended at Eddie's Attic. Yeah, and we partied so hard those three <laughs> days. None of us had a voice when it came time to get to Eddie's Attic. So we're like, okay, maybe we just need to do chill with Eddie's attic and be happy with it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how we lived past because it would be like play a show, get somebody to drive us riding dirt roads all night, <laughs> go to bed at like five a.m. Like it was, it was bad. The young days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, that's a uh, that's so because guys... yeah, it's the young days. That's been six years ago. Yeah. And we've been doing it ever since. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. We all go home for Christmas, and then two days after Christmas, we'll come play Eddie's attic. And, yeah. It's just a cool thing that we all of us don't get to see each other that much, right? Being Especially now that they're on the road yep. and I'm kind of raising a kid and yep. writing songs all the time, and they're gone. And it's like when we write, we get to see each other and we text all the time. But when we get that Christmas show, it's something special because that's like when we see each other and finally get to hang out, and it's, it's awesome. Well, let's talk about your writing career, man. You've yeah, had some man. Pretty, pretty big cuts. It's it's been good. <laughs> I mean, God's blessed us. I say us. I always say talking in terms of my wife and I and my yeah. and my kid. And God blessed us really well with with the songwriting side of it. You know. Yeah. So it's been it's been awesome. So you've had cuts. You said your first one was with. Uh... My first one was the song called "Look at My Truck" with Chase Rice. Yep. Um, and then after that came. Uh, sipping on fire, nice little number one there. Line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, home alone tonight was right after that yep. with Luke, Luke Bryan. Bryan, and then since then it's been cuts with Cole Swindell yep. and Al Dean, and yep. um, now I have the Dylan Scott single that's out right now called nice. Nothing to Do Town, and um, gosh, there's just, it's been crazy, and you know I never sit down to kind of reflect on what's been done, and you right. know like obviously. Like, 
Travis and I write a lot, right. Travis Denning and I, and John yep. Langston and I write a lot, and Jordan Rager and I write a lot, and they've all put out songs that I've written with them. And, um, you know, it's great until things like this, I never really sit back and realize, like, oh, that's cool, that came out. Like, but yeah, I'm always looking success. for what's coming next. Right. And I'm such a, a hustler and just in nature. Like, my dad, he kind of taught me just to, to work hard and good things will happen. Right. So, I'm always like, I don't ever look at the good things that happen. I always look at the work hard part and right. just keep my head to the ground. Well, and that's how you keep getting those. Cuts, Absolutely. You man. know, you keep grinding. Keep yeah, because if, I mean, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Right. They're going to be in my spot. Yep. Before Everybody I know it, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. So, and I toured for a while just trying to beat the dude singing the songs. Right. And, and I, I prayed real hard about it. And I woke up one day and um, Cole Swindell called me like, hey, man, you, uh, you have my song "Stay on my next single, and it was a song that I wrote called "Stay Downtown." Right. And I was like, "Okay, maybe that's my sign that I need to take the step back and be the dude behind the scenes." And I just had a kid, right. and like things were Life's lining changing. up for me yep. to be the dude behind the scenes, and I'm completely fine with that. Like, right. I, and um, you could spend some more time with your family. Right. And right. and. Uh, you know, being I loved being out on the road. I loved playing the shows and meeting the fans. But I lo- I absolutely loved writing a song and the process of writing a song and hearing your song on the radio and just that whole thing is a different thing than being on stage. Yeah. And I loved the songwriting side more than the the artist side. And I still get to do the on stage thing with right. writers rounds and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, and I'm sure. That's uh, that's probably a hard thing to get to, right? Where you figure that out. It is, and I, I honestly feel blessed that I found that out so early in my life. Like I'm only yeah. I'm only 27, right? And if if the the artist thing was supposed to happen to me, it'll come, right. it'll come back, right, right, right. But if it doesn't, I'm completely content with it not coming back, right, right. And, and I, I put out songs just on my own, yeah, just because I'm like. About. Hey, this song's three years old and nobody's cut it yet, and I love this song, so here's one. Right, and I think that keeps. I think for writers too, I think doing that keeps you relevant, right? It does. When you put it out does. a song and someone's mm-hmm. like, "Damn, that's a good song. Yep. Why didn't I cut that?" You yep. know, or like, well, and like let's now, get with him. Um, Chase McGill and I are. This is kind of you're the first person about this. We're doing a, a hunting record, oh, so nice. kind of how Dallas and Rhett did the yeah the Bone Collector yeah. record. We're doing that to a certain extent with a bigger brand. Okay. Um, that hopefully by the time this comes out, I could be able to tell you. But yeah, um, it's gonna be cool, man. It's and that kind of gets that artist bug out of me. You yeah, know, it gets it gives me a creative side to be like, this is how I want to say it. This is what I'd sing, and yeah. it, that's gonna be a cool thing. Well, um, let's talk about some of the songs you released recently. Yeah. So you just had two that came um, out in the last six months? Yep. Uh, Crazy About a Girl, yep. which that was, I remember the day we wrote it was more like, a, man, I just want to write something that's 90s country. kind of sounds like Daddy's Money. Right. Crazy About a Girl. And uh, we wrote that, and it's got these crazy, like, chicken-picking guitar licks in it. Yeah. And then uh, Ride Down a Dirt Road came down came out the same day. And that was one song I knew when we wrote it. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. This is, I would sing this if nobody else would. Yeah. We wrote that song. It was snowing in Nashville. And people don't know how to drive in Nashville <laughs> when it's snowing. 
and I came in the right, and I was like, man, if everybody would just treat the snow like it was riding down a dirt road, and you just kind of keep it in between the lines and put some country yep. music on, you'll be all right. And um, my co-writer, Michael Carter, and Chase McGill was on that song too, but Michael was like, well, let's just write that, like riding down a dirt road, and you treat your life like that. And uh, ever since then, I've been like, man, this is such a cool song. I don't get why people aren't cutting this. Right. And, and that was a time when dirt roads, like, we're on the like no fly list yeah, for country you music. You had all these articles coming out saying <laughs> yeah. they were tired of dirt road songs and truck songs. I'm like, oh, cool, but people are still riding dirt roads and driving trucks. Yeah, <laughs> but somebody's gonna sing it. If so that's well, like, and that, if that's real to your life, man. You yeah, know, like, man. It's like I grew up in South Georgia where that's all there is to do. And I know people get tired of hearing it, but I'm like, when you grow up like that, that's just what you that's what you do, and you love you still love songs like that. It doesn't matter how many there are. Right. And, uh, and that song's so freaking catchy too. Like thank when it, you, man. When you hear it, you're just like, "Yep, I can yep, play I that a hundred times in a row." I just love those songs that just make you want to drink a beer and yeah. you know sit on the back porch and have a smile on your face. Yeah, you just whatever's going on in your life, you can feel you close your eyes and feel like you're riding down a dirt road and just kind of slow it down a little bit. Yep. So you said you have the uh, the hunting record coming out. Yep. Man, that sounds like a pretty cool project. It's gonna be cool. Um, you know. It's going to be just like hunting stories yeah. with cool melodies and guitar licks. And yeah. If you like hunting and fishing and, you know, we have one called The Perfect Day to Hunt. It's like a dude sitting out of his, sitting in his office looking outside being like, I'm always working on a perfect day to hunt. Yeah. And um, we have one called Who You Shoot It With. It's like, it's, it's not who you shoot, it's not what you shoot, it's who you shoot it with. <laughs> not who you shoot. Um and just a few more like sentimental songs and it's it's gonna be real cool and uh hopefully that'll come out like opening day of deer season or something yeah. and just be if everything pans out and this is just a brand new like we've been working on the record for a while but it's a brand new like marketing partner that we're finding yeah so um i've been fired up about it we found out about it two days ago that's oh, like, that's oh this is really cool so yeah it's gonna be fun that's neat it's cool too like the connections you make and it's funny because like some people will call that luck but it's not it's like putting yourself in the right spot yeah right and people. i think a lot of it's just putting it out like i've always wanted to make a hunting record my right. daddy's a deer processor and a taxidermist and i grew up hunting um i want to make a golfing record i love golf yeah. and it gives me a reason to write that off my taxes too yeah I mean, <laughs> research and development yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no but i i mean i love mixing my hobbies and my job right and none of them are really a job because <laughs> i'm still writing songs for a living but i yeah. think it's cool to just have some subject matter like okay this is a fishing record this is a hunting record this is a golfing record and they're just fun songs and they may never make the radio but somebody wants to hear them somewhere well i think there's value in that i, I remember hearing garth brooks say that if a song there's so much value in album cuts Right, like right. stuff that doesn't hit radio, or the quotes that are on the wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of that in country music, where the song that, if you're just putting out singles, 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 mm -hmm. you're not going to hear those songs, right? Yep. The really heartfelt songs that you know aren't probably going to yep. hit the radio, but are great songs nonetheless. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what not bothers me. What worries me with the with the digital taking over, which is a great thing for artist it's a great it's gonna be a yeah. great thing for songwriters yep once we get that's to where away. we want to yep 
Um, but you're going to lose the heartfelt songs, and you're going to lose the, like, you might not have heard Dad's Old Number on Cole's record. Right. Which is one of my favorite songs. Yep. I always listen to that song. You might not have heard, um, God, Tackle Box on Luke Bryan's yep. first record, like, every yep. time he, and just songs like that, that people were like, this is a great song, but does it fit our, our five songs that we're about to put out? Right. I worry that we we might lose that a little bit. Yeah. But those songs they'll find a way to come out. They're so good that Yeah. Ones that are good enough will find a way to come out. Mm-hmm. I know I just I'm kinda in love with the song Jake Owen cut. Um Made it, for you in it. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I think Josh Thompson and Laura Mills mm-hmm. wrote. And it's, it's really good. Dude, it's so good. And it's one of those songs where you're like, I don't know if this is a radio hit. It might be because it's good I could enough. see it being a radio yeah. hit. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm glad he cut that. Yep. I want it. I'm glad people get to hear it. Yeah, and I think people like Luke and Cole yeah. and Jake. I just I think they'll always and Luke Combs too. Yeah, absolutely. Luke could put out 35 songs at a time, and <laughs> people would be wanting that, more a week be later. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think that uh. I think there's certain artists that are going to be able to put out albums yeah, for the rest of their career yep. just because they're already known as like those people that put out great albums. Right. Yeah, it's and, an interesting thing. I mean, it's financial too. So as an independent artist, it is. putting out an album is expensive, uh-huh. you know, and with a family and stuff like that, that's tough. Yep. Having a partner like you're talking about yep. can definitely help with that. Probably. Yeah, and I mean, our the hunting thing is only going to be like, seven or eight songs still though i mean that's expensive. but we're gonna grow it to the next level where other people are gonna come in and sing with us and Heck it'll be yeah. fun hopefully it'll hopefully it'll grow and then like for even my solo stuff it's like man i just want to put out songs that have been around for a minute that nobody's heard but right nobody's cut either you know right yeah so you think like, have value it might be old to me but they're brand new to other people right i think ride down dirt road's three years old okay and we just put it out. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been around for a minute, but not to everybody else. Right. And that's I think we get tied up a little bit on Music Row, just kind of like we wrote this song today, and you're gonna have another one tomorrow. But and my dad, my dad is the the guy that's like, what about this song that you wrote three years ago? Yeah. I forgot all about that. Didn't song. think about that one. Yeah, and I think that we just get caught caught up so much in like what's next, what's next, what's next, and that we never appreciate what we've done already. Yeah. And how the power of the stuff that you already have cut yeah. and demoed. That goes back to the, the list of cuts that songwriters have. We are, we're always looking for the next one. Right. We don't, and, but it even goes to songs. It's like the, the songs that we already have that we don't appreciate the, the ones we've written, we're always looking for the next one. Right. And it's just a hustle thing, and it's a... If you're not reaching for something, what are you reaching for? Right. You know? It's so. it's a job just like anything else. It's a great job, but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, it's you're trying to achieve constantly, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I yeah, mean, being a driven person, you have to. Yeah, it's like my the Dylan Scott song um, that's out now called "Nothing to Do Town." That's my fourth country radio single. I've been fortunate enough to kind of have one a year, just kind of keep it rolling. Go and every. <laughs> Every time it's like, all right, it's, it's, I have to make myself stop and appreciate what's happening now and not be like, okay, what's my next single going to be? Because right. you never know when you're going to have a next one. Right. So it's like, I want to be able to soak this one in and just kind of appreciate the journey that it's taken me on. 
Who do you uh, go through publishing with? I'm at, I'm at Universal. Universal, mm-hmm. cool. Yep, I've been there since 2013, so six, six years, years ago. seven yeah. years. I quit accounting, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your degree was in? It was. I yeah. was 13 hours short. Oh, really? And, uh, I texted Cole Swindell, and I was like, hey, man, I'm not. I'm not made for this accounting thing. He goes, well, if you want to be in songwriting, you got to move to Nashville. Yeah, so you got to be in the game to win the game. Yeah. So, um, that was December of 2012, and February 2013, my then girlfriend, now wife, and I moved here. So, it's been awesome. It's been a fast ride, and I'm just trying not to be the dude that goes up fast and falls down quick. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, longevity, especially in songwriting, you mm-hmm. need you need more songs, right? Yep, you, you need can be more surrounded songs. by talented people. And yep, up and coming artists. Yeah, and you know, like Travis Denning, yeah, about as good right as now. they come. John yeah. Langston, about yep. as good as they come. Yep, um, Jordan is doing his. Yep, he's doing his thing. It's great, and just all the there's so many new artists in Nashville that I get. I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with. That, yeah. Um, who are to excited get to work to with hear. you yeah. when they get to write with you. And you get know? to hear way before anybody else gets to hear them. And I think it's that's my favorite part about it is the newness. And now, like, I'm trying to find – I'm trying to be the guy that kind of reaches back and helps people up yeah. to kind of how Cole and Brent Cobb did for me. I'm trying to be the one that's kind of reaching back from to where I came from and finding that dude that is just like a – He's going to be awesome, and I know he's going to be awesome, and it's going to be fun kind of being that guy. You know? Yeah. Um, I just want to give back and help out how – because I wouldn't be here without help. Right. Nobody would be anywhere without help. Yep. So Be a good person. Show yep. you're driven. Show exactly. that you have the work ethic to succeed, and then exactly. make great work. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, man. Well, man, it's been uh, it's been freaking great talking to you. What else Thanks do you have – like going on or tell people where they can follow you on social media so my instagram hold on this is bad i need to look it up (laughs) instagram is cole taylor music my twitter is cole taylor live um i'm mainly the instagram dude though yeah i I don't have too much of the too much of the other stuff but you know and there's some cool cuts coming up like i haven't i think i'm free to say this i have another one on jason aldean's next record nice um and Travis Denning and John, I keep bringing them up, but they're just <laughs> two of my favorite people. And on their records, um, and a lot of a lot of things that could could come into play that could be really cool. But cool, yeah, man, it's good. Dude, Thanks for having me. Absolutely, I'm thank you for coming for what you guys have going on here. Thanks for stopping by during this busy week, absolutely. CMAFS week. It's gonna be a good time. Heck yeah, man! Trying to try not to die this year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And like we said, make sure you follow uh, Mr. Cole here on the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, Nikki T. And we'll see you in the front row. Turn me into who I am right now. A simple man riding around. Living life like a rat.